you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Six. DJ, Rhett, Bucky back together again. And guys, we've got a, a lot of games to get to. We've got a lot of takeaways. Yes. Yes. We just had some breaking news that, that just came down here. The Carolina Panthers have decided to fire head coach Matt Rule. It is not a long stay there, 11-27, and 27, uh, his record. A wildly successful college coach, a friend of the show, quite honestly. We've had him on a couple times yeah. and really like Matt as, mm-hmm. as a guy. But it didn't work. It did not work with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Buck, I'm going to get to you first here on uh, your reaction. Just first reaction to why things did not work out for Matt Rule and the Panthers. I'm really surprised, DJ, because in talking to him and and knowing him, man, I felt like his plan was solid. I felt like he had a clear vision for what he wanted to get done in Carolina. I felt like defensively they had enough talent. Really on both sides of the ball, they had enough talent to get it done, but never could solve the quarterback dilemma. And so when you don't have an A-level quarterback, it's really, really hard to win in this league. And then I think what happens is you're under the pressure of trying to win games. And sometimes, man, you start making decisions that are knee-jerk because you're trying to win now. And it kind of goes against your long-term philosophy of building your team. I think Matt Rule kind of got caught in that. And that is the difference between a college job and a pro job. 
typically is more time when it comes to the rebuild in college. Yeah, and I think I think coaching staff is another thing to look at. I mean, I think coaching staff and quarterback is really something you got to pay close attention to here for the ultimate, um, you know, lack of success in the Matt Rule tenure here. I mean, you go back, Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator, did not work out. He was fired very early on into year two. Um, you know, there was a there was talk about going to find a superstar, a rock star type of offensive coordinator into the third year. And they go out and hire Ben McAdoo. And and that, you know, maybe if given more time, something could have been done. But it was clear that there just wasn't a trajectory that showed the type of progress and improvement that you'd like to see to feel comfortable with where things were going. And then look at three different quarterbacks, you know, to start each of his three seasons it was Teddy Bridgewater year one, Sam Darnold year two, and then. Baker Mayfield in year three. And from what we re- from what I remember, there was a personnel control sort of, um, you know, piece to the rule hiring, right, as the head coach. So, you know, I, I think he's got to wear some of that, too, in, in the fact that they weren't able to find the quarterback that could ultimately bring them the type of success needed to show that, all right, we're making progress. We're moving things in the right direction. So, yeah, to me, it comes down to, to coaching staff. And, and that's something for you know a coach coming from the college ranks that I think we could probably pinpoint and go back and look at that and some of the other failed tenures for mostly college coaches trying to become an NFL head coach for the first time. Coaching staff hires, quarterback, and that clearly didn't work here in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I'll get to this specific situation and I want to kick it over to Buck and talk about the broader issue of hiring a college coach. But to me, when you look at the coach rule, Man, if you if you are in uh, in prime position as he was, he was a hot commodity. He was going to be up for jobs and have opportunities for any number of NFL jobs over the next few years. I don't know how you can take a job if you don't already have the quarterback on campus. I, I don't want to go out there and try and hope that and wish that I'm going to be able to trade or get somebody in free agency if I don't have if you don't have the number one overall pick with a big time quarterback coming out and I'm a hot coaching name. I just don't think I'm taking a job unless you've got an established quarterback, and they didn't have that. They swung and missed uh, a couple times. I also think there's the, you know, the whole college, the NFL thing. I don't know that they got the most value in terms of the trades they did make. I think it was what a two, four, and a six for Sam Darnold when Sam was coming off a, a poor showing, a poor year. Uh, probably yeah. overpaid a little bit on that one. So you know, we talk about building around quarterbacks. You need you need playmakers. You need play callers. You need protection. Well, first of all, they didn't have the quarterback. Uh, second of all, offensive line's been average at best. Playmakers, I think they're fine. I think they did a good job there, but he wasn't able to find the right play caller. So I think all those things kind of work together, and it didn't it didn't work out. Uh, Buck, when I look through some of these names of, of recent college coaches, and let's just go through them here. You know, you've got Matt Rule, you've got Urban Meyer, which was a, a disaster. Um, you saw, you know, Nick Saban was a while ago. That was a quick one. Steve Spurrier didn't work out. Dennis Erickson, Bobby Petrino, Greg Schiano was was no good. Uh, you had Chip Kelly, who had success, um, and then he ends up going back to the college game. Cliff Kingsbury, verdict still out. Um, and then you look at some of the, the big hits that they've been over the years. Tom Coughlin, Buck, who you played for, Jim Harbaugh, Jimmy Johnson, Pete Carroll, uh, and then you go all the way back to Paul Brown if you want to go in the wayback machine. What, what is the difference sure. between the college guys that work and the college guys that don't? A real NFL experience, significant NFL experience, because Matt Rule had – some NFL experience, but he only spent a year with the Giants. He was an offensive assistant working with the offensive line. This is a different deal than dealing with college. Like, it's a completely different deal. And so you have to understand from practice schedules to team building to interaction with players. It's just a different model. And it's hard to replicate that if you've never had any experience dealing and living in that world. And so I would say that the prerequisite 
would be if I'm going to take a chance on a college guy, it needs to be someone who has had significant time in the National Football League. So it's not all new to him. There can be some newness, but the entire thing can't be new to him in terms of how to build an NFL team. You know, and I'll go back to this thinking now about Cliff Kingsbury and when he was hired by Steve Kime in the Arizona Cardinals a few years ago. You remember Cliff saying, look, I deferred to Steve Kime when it came to choosing the staff, like because, you know, I have not been in these NFL circles. I wanted an NFL staff. He goes and hires Vance Joseph, who's done a nice job. There's their defensive coordinator. Um, So, like, you know, having uh, that kind of brain trust or that that ability to to be willing to say, all right, I need some help here. I think we can do this and get things going in the way that I want to, but I need some help filling this out and, and finding the right people to help me achieve my vision. So I thought that was interesting. And then, you know, I, I'd also like to get to DJ and Bucky on this. Does this open up the potential for Scott Fitterer to say, hey, um, you know, I got some guys here, you know, we might be looking down, staring down the barrel of a a situation where we, we need to find a quarterback and to, and to get a top pick, we might have to trade some guys. Like, are there is are the Carolina Panthers open for business as the trade deadline approaches here? Well, a couple things. you got to be empowered if you're Scott Fitterer. You know, remember, yeah. Matt Rule brought him in. So right. is ownership going to look at this and say, we want a clean slate, we want to be able to hire a general manager and a coach to come in as a new pairing? Then they might not empower him to be able to make these types of decisions at this point in time. I yeah. would just say this in, in terms of keeping Scott Fitterer, Bucky and I have known him forever. He's he's a good football guy. Mm-hmm. He's sharp. Yes. Um, I think he's got a chance to be a really good general manager in this league. And I would say, look at the Jets as, as an example. If you think if you think back, remember Gase brought in Joe Douglas, then Gase did not work out. And mm-hmm. instead of sweeping Joe Douglas out with Gase, they said, you know, this guy's pretty sharp. We're going to leave him here and look at what he's done in these last two drafts and building up this Jets roster and all of a sudden – you got a competitive football team. So I, I'm hopeful that Scott Fitterer is going to get a chance to stay on. And if he does, Buck, uh, yeah, maybe there is uh, some of these players up for sale at this point in time. They don't have many picks next year. No, they don't have many picks. And so now what I wonder, because Scott Fitterer obviously had to do it Matt Rule's way when he comes in because he's brought in under that regime, does he now uh, become empowered and emboldened to do it the way that he sees fit? And that way may be very similar to the way that things were done in Seattle, where it was draft, develop, take some chances, uh, find the right coach, be very, very competitive in everything that you do, and then go about it that way. So we'll see. It, uh, it's, it, look, it's still a nice job because when I look at the team and I look at the roster, there's certainly some pieces. Yes, you need to get the quarterback, but you should be able to put a winning product on the field in Carolina fairly soon. And no doubt. Uh, well, let's see what the Carolina Panthers do. We'll have our eyes on that one. And also, Matt Rule, guys, he's going to get a college job, probably anyone that he wants. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job everywhere he's been at the collegiate level. I think he'll just go right back and take a and hard look success. if I was Nebraska. All right, let's get to the big three yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. phone's going to be ringing quick. Um, all right, big three. Big three games here. We're looking Giants, Packers, Chargers, Browns, Bengals, Ravens. Let's start first here. The game in London, Giants, Packers. Uh, this is a game I think probably surprised a lot of folks. The Giants go out and win twenty-seven to twenty-two. Somehow they are four and one. Uh, Rhett, your uh, your biggest takeaway from this one? A little bit of a surprise over there in London. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones getting it done in the second half. I mean, there was question whether he was going to actually play in this game after uh, suffering an injury in week four uh, to the ankle, and he was less than a hundred percent. And and look, the first half they had their share of struggles. Um, but in the second half, Daniel Jones comes out, does not throw an incompletion in the third quarter, opens the second half with 10 straight completions. And the thing that we're going to see, I'm going to get to more of it here in just a little while when we get to the Elite Eight, talking about the job that Brian Dable has done leading this team and coaching this offense. Um, 
almost all of these plays and these pass plays put Daniel Jones on the move in some way, shape, or form. Now, some sometimes he's doing that on his own. Other times they are moving the pocket, getting him away from some of the pressure. They had 13 sacks in their first four games. Jones was sacked just once in this game, and it came in the first half. The only incompletion he had in the second half was a throwaway. And, and so I, I just thought they really executed a terrific game plan and strategy in the second half. Jones was on fire. He was getting the ball out of his hand quickly, right? So he had some of those kind of easy completions and reads. He was decisive. He was making accurate throws, really good ball placement, allowing some of his wide receivers to make some plays with the ball uh, in, their, in his hands after the catch. Um, the last pass play of this game for the Giants came with six minutes and 40 seconds left in the game. That also tells you they're able to kind of salt this thing away a little bit with the run, and mm-hmm. they, they're able to come up with some big plays on defense, too, down the stretch. But the big story of this game was Daniel Jones executing this offense to perfection in the second half to create that comeback and ultimately get the win. You know, Red, it's funny you talk about Daniel Jones because I feel like he was a big part of this. But then it's Saquon Barkley being all the way back. Normally when you enter your knee, it takes you a full year to fully recover. So last season he was still kind of – finding his way. When you look at Saquon Barkley, you see him make hard cuts off that repaired knee. You see him do some of the things that he was doing at Penn State. Here it is. This is the cut where I knew he was all the way back. Because when you have any doubt, you're unwilling to put your foot in the ground that hard, that forcefully. Saquon Barkley is all the way back. And Brian Dayball and the offensive staff are doing a great job of featuring him as a centerpiece to this offensive puzzle. I love what I see from the Giants because it's not the talent. Man, it's just the toughness and the execution that is giving them an opportunity to win games, and they're not messing it up. And a big part of that is because they have a superstar at running back who's getting it done in a variety of different ways. Hey, guys, this is a defensive team. Uh, When you look at Wink Martindale, the job that he's done, I went back and watched all the hurries. There are 13 hurries, uh, according to PFF, and watched a clip of those hurries. One thing that you'll see is Bucky's dad's guy, Dexter Lawrence, he just, he just walks the dog. I mean, that's all he does, Buck. He gets his hands into the chest and just walks guys back, and it's just a wall in front of Aaron Rodgers. You can't see. You can't navigate up in the pocket. It's a, it's a mess, and to me, that's a big part of what they're doing, that interior push. And then Thibodeau, getting a chance to see him in action, I thought he did a nice job. He showed you a little bit of, of speed to power, which was good to see. On the Hail Mary play, he had a pressure. He got inside of Bakhtiar, and people say, ah, it's a Hail Mary. Who cares? We've all seen Aaron Rodgers uh, win football games with Hail Marys. That, that's uh, yes. that's a, a down you need to rush. And he was able to win against Bakhtiari and, and kind of disrupted that whole that whole play. So uh, some good signs there from, from Kayvon Thibodeau. And the other thing I would say about Wink, he does a wonderful job of getting their best rushers on tight ends and backs. You saw Thibodeau get a chance to rush some tight ends in this game. That's something he's always done in his time in Baltimore is being able to scheme that up. Uh, get the matchups that you like there. So a nice win there for the Giants over the Packers. Uh, let's get to the second one here. Let's go Chargers-Browns game I was at there. Chargers end up holding on 30-28 to 28 in a wild game. Uh, last year, this was, I believe, 47-42. to 42, uh, Just an insane scoring fest. We were headed in that direction again in this one. Uh, Buck, your biggest takeaway here from the Chargers win on the road. Okay, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I'm going to say this because I can't really figure out. Man, what are we doing with the minute left? Like, will someone say, like, 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 what are we doing? Like, I, like, I get it. I'm new school. I like analytics. I like gambles, but also like winning games. And I just worry that sometimes, man, these gambles that happen when they backfire, I worry about Brandon Staley losing the team. And the ball's on your own 46. The game is under control in terms of your defense has been kind of playing well and kind of controlling it. 
to go for it at that point. I'm just worried. Now, you bailed out because he misses the field goal. But I do wonder, sometimes in the locker room, if the guys are talking amongst themselves and then Brandon Staley walks in, if they kind of give him the side eye, like, hey, man, what are we doing? Like, you know, I, I well, just worry Keenan about Keenan Allen that, did more than give him the side eye, by the way, Bucky. situation like that. Did you see what Keenan <laughs> Allen had to say on Twitter? I did. I saw the tweet. We doing? I saw the tweet. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I just like so I think I think DJ, when I think about this this play call, and then I, I obviously want to get your take on it, want to get your take on how the, the rush the rush game really unfolded and all this too. But to me, it was not about like the analytics of you know you having a better percentage of of converting that one yard, right? You like to think you can get the one yard. I get that. But don't you feel like if I just if I put a you know if I ask you right if I ask a hundred guys in a bar or or whomever you have a better chance of converting on the fourth or you have a better chance of preventing the field goal attempt that could beat you by converting that fourth down or by punting it to the Browns pinning them inside the twenty with no timeouts and less than a a minute to play on the clock like I, I just that to me is where the human element of of the analytics side of all this needs to come in you're like wait a second. We need to figure this thing out. Let's sit down. Let's let me take a second and think about this. We're winning the football game. Let's not lose it here, right? Yeah, I mean, I can I can try and come up with rationalizations that you know I did, I didn't agree with the decision. I thought they should have punted the ball away, as you guys have, have brought out. I would I would say if you're going to look at it from the other side, maybe sitting there thinking, look, Cade York made what a 58 yarder to win the Carolina game. So if we punt the ball and and let's say our punter you know bangs it into the end zone. Now they've got right. the ball at the 20, and how many yards do they really have to travel in order to get in this guy's field goal range? You saw the kick. I mean, it was 54 yards. That thing had plenty of leg. Would have been good from 65. Um, he just pushed it to the right. So, I mean, I can see how you can kind of rationalize this in your mind, but I still think the right move is to punt it because, look, this is a, a Browns offense that moved the ball up and down the field. They did it on the ground, um, you know, with Nick Chubb. It's, it is a dominating run, def- uh, run offense. I'm going to get to that in a second. And the passing offense in quarters one through three – it's hard to deal with just because if you're going off play action, you have to respect the run so much. You're going to get one-on-ones like you saw with a touchdown to Amari Cooper working on J.C. Jackson. When you're with a minute, under a minute to go, they are in a pass-only mode at that point in time. It's a lot easier to defend mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett in this passing attack, not having yeah. to worry about the threat of the run. So, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought they should have punted the football. They ended up surviving. It didn't matter. I want to flip it over, though, to the Browns because – uh, Rhett, I think you're going to help me out with a prop here because when I'm watching them and I watch the Browns run the ball right down the Chargers' throats the first two drives and push them around at the line of scrimmage, they've got the best run-blocking offensive line in the league, and they kind of do whatever they want. And then you come out after that, and I start seeing them in empty, and I start seeing just straight drop back, and I'm like, do they not like nice things? Is this one of those deals where you've just got your play sheet that's like this big, so you're like, okay, man, I've got, you know, gosh, mm-hmm. I've got I've got 120 different calls on this thing. I want to make sure I get to all these. I know these runs are working. Uh, those are working great, but I've already called those. Let me get over here to some of this empty stuff that I've got on, on the sheet here. Rhett, the, the play sheet that they need on the sideline, that Kevin Stefanski needs on the sideline, go ahead, pull it up. I, w- I want you to show how big the play sheet should be for the Cleveland <laughs> Browns. That's a gum wrapper. <laughs> that is a gum wrapper. That's all they need. That's all you need. Put your put your four runs on that gum I mean, wrapper, Buck, come on, and go guys, win football on. games. And enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your gum. I mean, what, what are they doing? Explain that to me, Buck. What in the world are they doing? Do they, that's not, do they just not like nice I things? I don't understand it. I can't really understand it. And I think it's a, it's a thing that all play callers struggle with is uh, just kind of being basic sometimes. Sometimes 
Like it's simple. Sometimes vanilla ice cream is good enough to win the award, meaning you don't have to put sprinkles and chocolate sauce and all that to still be celebrated as the best in the biz. And when I look at the Cleveland Browns, man, they can run the ball on anybody, man. They got backs on backs on backs on backs. They have an offensive line that everyone raves about. Sometimes it just needs to be really simple. Players, not plays. Give the ball to your best players. Nick Chubb is one of them. Kareem Hunt is another. Make sure they touch the ball early and often and let those guys carry you to the victory. It doesn't have to be about your X's and O's. It can be about the Jimmy's and Joe's. Rat your, rat your yeah, I mean, like, I, I, on that? I, no, well, no, I mean, I just, uh, I, I think you just said it. I mean, hand the ball to Nick Chubb, hand the ball to Kareem Hunt, find a way to get in the end zone the way they did in the first half and the way they did on those Not first hard. couple of drives. I mean, you t- yeah, it's just, I, I mean, exactly right. Like it, it, it made me want to spit my gum out, you know, the game plan and part of that <laughs> after they established the ground game. So I'm with you on that. Well, speaking of wanting to throw up, uh, let's get to this uh, sound. I was told that Sessler took a shot at me, I guess, on the uh, around the NFL thing. Mark. Bobby. Go ahead, run it. What do we got? And man, DJ, you want to talk Woo! about <laughs> the wow. skin of your teeth. Yeah, professional, DJ. I mean, DJ worked for the Browns, and it didn't go great from what I recall. So oh! maybe there's a little... I mean, he moved on to a, a, the Ravens, which is a more successful. Oh, Daddy's got a scratch. Yeah. 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 Like, just, like just, the laughing scratch. At them, just laughing at them. So. Wow. Sessler, really, after after wow. I've spared you from, from all of our heat. First of all, so many things wrong with this whole thing, okay? First of all, I was with the Browns for two years, one of which was a 10-win season, which I don't know if Sessler's familiar, having been a fan of that team for a long time. Those don't come around very often. So that was the first year. The next year, 4-12 and 12 were gone. I came to the Browns from the Ravens, so he's got his timeline all from screwed up. I mean, Buck, I just I, mean, like, I felt like he's the most knowledgeable of, of the around the NFL guys. I feel like he's the most respectable. And the sad thing is, even as ridiculous as this is, he doesn't lose his standing because that's just how bad the rest of the group is. So, you know, True. just just disappointing all the way around True. from Sessler. Not one to let facts get in the way of a good story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Uh, anyways. All right. Let's For move sure. on. Let's move on. If we have any other clips from uh, some of our more respected podcasts, maybe uh, if Bonetta has something yeah. to say, let's let's run that in the in the future. Let's just keep the around the NFL stuff off here. This is a respectable program. I don't want to sully it with those guys. Um, OK, let's get to Bengals Ravens. Sunday night action, uh, low-scoring game, 19-17. The Ravens hold on or get a big game-winning kick there at the end from Tucker to win it. Uh, I want to hit on Stanley, guys, as we kind of get started here. It was good to see Ronnie Stanley back in the mix for the Ravens. It was in and out Mm -hmm. of the lineup. They rotated him, wanted to keep him fresh. I think it was something like 22 snaps. Uh, Watched the 13 uh, pass plays. Thought he held up fine. He was moving well. Uh, Maybe one – you could give him kind of one semi-pressure against Trey Hendrickson on an inside rush, but – Overall, I thought he looked comfortable, looked like Ronnie Stanley. Um, so I think that's an encouraging sign for this team to have him back on the field. I understand he was emotional after the game. Um, but going through the tape, I thought he played well. Buck? Yeah, no, when I think about the Ravens, I think about their ability to kind of figure out what is going on against their cover zero. So the Bengals did a lot of cover zero, kind of had Lamar Jackson out of sorts, but they were able to make the plays that they needed to make. He was able to find Mark Andrews. Repeatedly, he made some plays on the ground, particularly on that two-minute drive. They went back to the old power O where they ran the quarterback power, came downhill. So those things obviously were good. The Ravens had to win a close game because they lost five in a row at the house. You can't lose games at the crib and go to the playoffs. They ended that. So we'll see if it kind of leads to a little run for the Baltimore Ravens over the next few weeks. 
Yeah, and I want to look at the two and three Bengals here a little bit now, right? Um, this is a Bengals team, obviously, that we loved from a year ago for their explosiveness on offense, right? Talked about the three-headed monster at wide receiver with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and, you know, and obviously Jamar Chase. And that's really the point of what I want to get to here because what are the Bengals without the explosiveness and the explosive plays of Jamar Chase? They're, I mean, like, are they just an average team offensively? Because in some of these games, in particular, in some of these losses, you just haven't seen as much of the stuff that Jamar Chase showed us a year ago where he had the deep touchdowns. And look, I know you can't rely on a 40, 50 yard touchdown, um, you know, on a couple of, uh, you know, deep route, explosive play scores every game. But the majority of the time, Jamar Chase is getting the ball on a quick screen in this game at five quick screen throws from Joe Burrow. And while I like the creativity, I like the idea of getting the ball in his hands quickly. You've got to be able to execute. You stop for no gain or a loss of yards on a number of those quick screens. They lined him up in the backfield one time. He gets knocked off the route by a defensive end, Adafe Owe. Um, he didn't have any targets in the second quarter um, and then ended up with a, he had a couple of night. Look, he had a couple of nice connections from Burrow at a slant at a deep, uh, deep dig that he was running. Joe Burrow just threw right into double coverage on. So it's not like they're not trying to force him the football at times. It's just like this offense really goes when he's out there making those explosive plays, those chunk splash type plays. And, for the most part in this season, just felt like you haven't seen him. So how do you generate that, right? That's on Zach Taylor. That's the play caller. That's on the offensive coordinator. That's that's on him to figure this thing out. But until they do, it feels like defenses can figure this Bengals offense out when he's not out there just winning with his athletic ability and, and his ability to get downfield. Yeah, and they ran for 100 yards, guys, 101 yards. But long run was 12 yards, so they're not getting the explosives on the ground either with teams right. respecting their deep ball so much and, and playing high coverage. They're not able to capitalize yeah. that out with uh, with some explosive run. So that's the other side of it. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and we're going to come back and look at our big eight takeaways here from week number five. We'll do that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available on the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 a month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. All right, guys, it's time for the Elite Eight. We do this each and every week. We are looking at the eight storylines to come out of week five. And I'll start us off here with the first one, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this sounds weird to say. I think they might have the first pick in the draft next year. That's that's what this team looks like when you watch them right now. They are, especially without T.J. Watt, not a good ball club. The Buffalo Bills ran them out of the gym. So for Steeler fans, instead of going through that game, which would probably be pretty depressing, Let's look towards the future a little bit of what can be. Kenny Pickett, it's going to be tough this year with the offensive line they have in front of him. They can solve that a little bit in free agency next year. But can you imagine next year you line up a healthy T.J. Watt on one side and with the first or second pick, wherever you're picking up their high, you could somehow come away with Alabama's Will Anderson, who's one of the best edge rushers we've seen in a very long time coming out of the college game. Now this starts to feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers again. Now you're going to see those T.J. Watt jerseys next to the Will Anderson jerseys in the stands. You're going to have Mika Fitzpatrick in the back end to clean it all up after they create all that chaos. I don't know, Buck. I mean, I know you'd be disappointed as a Steeler fan. Mike Tomlin doesn't know what it's like to have a losing season, but that would be a nice reward for having the worst year they've had in a very long time. Yeah, now if they're able to get Will Anderson, you're right. It, it brings them all the way back to being able to play the style of defense that they want. They have the quarterback in place in Kenny Pickett. You now get another edge rush to go with T.J. Watt. You're able to dominate like you want. But let's go on the other side, because in that game, I saw the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills are a big play machine, meaning when you look at them play, they are throwing the ball all over the yard, and they're producing 
chunk plays. In this game alone, they had eight explosive plays. We started from the third play of the game. Gabe Davis, throw it over the top, big play. Gabe Davis again, over the top. Stephon Diggs had a 40-yard game. Josh Allen was doing whatever he wanted to do against the Steelers' defense, and it's because this team is prolific, they're explosive. And DJ, when you look at the point differential between the Buffalo Bills and their opponents, they are plus 91. So when you think about winning and winning big in the postseason, when you can put points on the board, you're going to win a lot of games. The Buffalo Bills are in the mix as a Super Bowl contender because they are a prolific offensive attack. Yeah. And Brian Dable, who used to run that offense, is now sitting in New York and sitting pretty at four and one, uh, trailing only the Philadelphia Eagles atop that division uh, there. And so the NFC East is by the way, uh, shaping up to be a pretty intriguing division this year. Uh, but look, I think uh, Brian Dable deserves a lot of credit. Uh, Joe Shane uh, as well, coming over from the Bills to help reshape the Giants franchise. And I just I feel like the, the work that Brian Dable has done, especially considering how limited they've been in the wide receiver room this year from the tight end group this year, obviously getting Saquon going is probably the crowning achievement of this uh, of Brian Dable tenure early. I mean, he's the front runner for coach of the year in my mind with the way that he's gotten the most out of Saquon, the most out of that offensive line. And then as I mentioned at the top of the show, talking about that Giants Packers game, the most out of Daniel Jones in a pivotal year for him as a quarterback in this league and as a potential cornerstone for this franchise moving forward. Dable is pressing all the right buttons. And then obviously hiring Wink Martindale to run the defense, obviously a big part mm -hmm. of that as well. And as a first-time head coach, man, uh, he is absolutely winning and has the Giants off to their best start uh, in like a decade. So uh, I think a lot of credit, hats off to what Brian Dable is doing, guys. Yeah, I mean, like they've, they've done a really good job taking this roster and taking it to the next level. I think since we're talking about the NFC East, DJ, you go up because you got some thoughts on the NFC East. Yeah, I'll keep it there. I'm going to go Cowboys-Eagles collision course. Uh, it's coming up Monday night. I believe Monday night football. Is it Monday night or Sunday night? It's prime time. It's coming up this next week. Sunday we're night. Gonna get the Sunday night. The Cowboys. Sunday night. Sunday night. There you go. Sunday night, we're going to get a big-time matchup here. And to me, there's so many ways and layers to this game. But you look at the way they're both running the football right now. Um, you look at the physicality that they're playing with up front on the defensive side of the ball. Micah Parsons might be the defensive player of the year, but he's going to get a chance to go up against the best offensive line in football in the Philadelphia Eagles. This is all of a sudden the best division of football. We talked all offseason about the AFC West, the AFC West, the AFC West, and boy, the TV executives have got to be happy because it's actually the NFC East. All the uh, all the teams that pull on the big ratings, it's, a, it's the best division of football right now, and that is going to be a massive collision course. I know we're a football podcast. We're not a ratings podcast, uh, Buck, but I guarantee you the numbers for that game on Sunday night are going to be otherworldly in terms of the viewers tuning in for that one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you talk about two marquee franchises, two teams that are playing great. Uh, you have the Cowboys who've kind of owned the division of late, particularly when Dak Prescott has played. But now you got the new gun in Jalen Hurst. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. But you talk about the NFC East and the way they play football. Well, it kind of reminds me of the way the Tennessee Titans play physical big boy football. And in their game against the Washington Commanders uh, on Sunday, man, the Tennessee Titans showed championship level grit meaning it wasn't pretty for them. They had a tough time controlling Carson Wentz in the commander's passing game. But at the end of the day, when they needed to make a play, they made a play. David Long Jr. stepping in front, picking off a pass, sealing the deal with six seconds left. This is the kind of play that the Tennessee Titans must have to win the division. Because let's be honest, the AFC South, the division is all up in flux. And so the way that the Titans have to win it 
They got to bully everybody. They got to beat everybody up on both sides of the ball. We saw that with King Henry. We saw that with the defense. If they continue to play like this, they're going to have a chance. They're going to have a chance to do it all over again, go to the playoffs and make some noise. Yeah, look, and, and you, I think you never count out, right, a Mike Vrabel coach team. Just with the, their brand of football is always going to allow them the opportunity to find their groove, to get things back going in the right direction because they can out physical teams on both sides of the ball. So uh, I'm going to move to uh, another team who did it maybe a little bit more physically than than we're used to seeing in the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, here, Buck. Um, and a win over the Falcons. I mean, it's like we talked, you remember when Leonard Fournette joined the, the Bucks, it was like, all right, it's uh, it's playoff Lenny. It's Lombardi Lenny. Uh, you know, like we were coming up with all the different names. Well, week five Lenny showed up in a big way for the Tampa Bay Bucks in this game. I mean, Todd Bowles came out in his news conference, was talking about it. They don't win that game without Leonard Fournette, who had 24 touches, 139 yards from scrimmage. He had 41% of their touches and 33% of their yards from scrimmage in this game, which doubles his usual output in both of those categories if you go all the way back to last year. But if you study a little bit more closely, they've been steadily using Fournette more and more this season because they've had to. I think you look at the 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 lack of continuity along the offensive line, the injuries that they've dealt with up there, the fact that some guys are just no longer there. Um, and you got to go back to something that can kind of give you a little bit of of consistency. And that's been the ground game. That's been using Lenny in the pass game uh, was a big part of the Bucks' effort here from Tom Brady in this win over the Falcons. And I know people are up in arms about the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer and how, you know, that 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 should have given the bad. Falcons another chance to go down and win the game. It was a bad it, like it was a bad call. It was a call that <laughs> did not get the explanation from Jerome Boger. Um, but I think the explanation behind what the Bucks are doing on offense is kind of similar to what we've been talking about with the Packers and, and the way that when they're running the football better this year might give them a better shot to move forward in the playoffs more than they have. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that could help the Bucks down the stretch in the postseason as well if they need to rely on that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, I think we, we've kind of seen what the formula looks like once you get to the postseason. I think these teams are trying to get themselves in that type of a mode here. Got to make the tournament first, though. So you got to do what you got to do to get yeah. there, and then things can change a little bit in the postseason. Let's go to Brady's former team. Just talked about his current team with the Bucks. Go to the Patriots in a dominant defensive performance, pitching a shutout against one of the best offenses in the NFL this year. I don't know if we all saw it coming, but that's what the Lions have been. This defense, guys, to me, watching their rush plan, I don't know that he saw the same thing twice in terms of four, five, six-man pressures, running different stunts, picking guys with their inside linebacker, Bentley, who's a monster. He is enormous, and he just ran right through their backs. They were able to get him schemed up on backs, and he just would run right over them. Matt Judon is is tied for the league lead in sacks. He picked up two more in this game. He was all over the place. And Jared Goff, once that started happening early in the game and there was so much color flashing in front of him with the stuff they were doing – he was done. He was out of sorts. He could not find a rhythm. Even when he did get a cleanish pocket, he was looking to get the ball out or get out of there. So they made him a uh, very uncomfortable, kind of a vintage Patriots defense uh, in that performance there, just confusing people and, and really dominating that game against the Lions team that had been pretty explosive, Red. Nothing on my man Bailey Zappi? Come on. In his first start as a rookie fourth round I figured pick? you were going there later. Are you going to hit Zappi later? Oh. Uh, I'm not, but, uh, you know, I, I figured, um, you know, like, let's give some credit uh, to an, a, another guy here who's making an impact in his first start as a rookie. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, it was about the defense. They were dominant in this game. They put I Zappi thought in the that you were contractually ball. obligated <laughs> for anybody that graduated from QB country that Rhett was the only one that's allowed to talk about them 
on the Move the Sticks well, podcast. Like, unless it's blatantly yeah. obvious um, how uh, how they were they were trained in a way that allowed him an opportunity to go out and succeed in his first start. Um, but no, like I thought I, again, defense yeah. run game certainly aided Zappy in this first start. I mean, the fans at Foxborough were chanting Zappy like after they were leaving the game. So as as, as it was over, so that look pretty good deal, pretty cool experience for Zappy in his first game. I'll move on here to one um, that was about on the opposite end of the spectrum for the Los Angeles Rams, who felt like they were dominated from the jump in this game, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at what the Cowboys did from the jump, Dorrance Armstrong on the Cowboy on the Rams first offensive possession gets free strip sack recovered return for a touchdown by Demarcus Lawrence. And you're like, Oh boy, this is going to be a long day. Now look, I know that the Cowboys have done this to just about every team that they have played this year in terms of providing pressure and, and getting in the face of the quarterback and causing those mistakes. But for the Rams, it, it's not just about this game with the Cowboys. I mean, they have allowed uh, a pressure percentage of 36. So more than one in every three dropbacks for Matthew Stafford, he is seeing pressure in his face. It's the fourth highest in the NFL. And then you go back to what they were a year ago when they were so successful on the offensive side of the ball. Just 22% of those pass attempts generated pressure on the quarterback, which was the, the fifth lowest in the league. So obviously Whitworth is gone. They've had some, some parts they've had to change around in the interior of the offensive line. Right now it's not working. So the one thing I can say for sure is that I trust Sean McVay and, and the offensive staff in, in L.A. to figure this thing out one way or another. Um, but just right now, it's not working. The formula that they have with the guys up front, it's unsustainable. Um, let's see if they can figure it out and get themselves back in contention here. Yeah, I, honestly, I was just thinking about it. I don't even know who owns their first-round pick next year. I know they don't have first-round picks for the next <laughs> That's like, right. It's hard years, to keep track of. I don't even know where they're located. I, I got to go back through and look that up and find out uh, where those are. Uh, speaking of rookies, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. and we come back, we're going to talk about some standout rookies and also going to hit our favorite performances from week five. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, we're always looking at standout rookies on a weekly basis here. So let's go ahead and rip through a couple guys that stood out here in week number five. I'll start us off here with a couple Jets. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Jets rookies pretty much every week on here because there's a ton of them. They're playing key so roles many of them. and they're playing really well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, how about this one, though? With Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner, I thought both of them, that was their best game as pros. Brees Hall catches a ball, 79 yards, gets tackled at the one. Catches another one, 21 yards, gets tackled at the one. Could have had two receiving touchdowns, two yards away from that. And then on the ground, darn near at 100 yards on the ground as well, 97 rushing yards. You see the combination of the speed and the power. I think he's got a chance, guys, to end up being the best back in the league. I truly believe that. I think he's at that type of potential in terms of what he can do, running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield. And then Sauce Gardner, when you guys when you watch him, they're using a lot of different coverages. You see him jamming guys and trailing. You see him in cover two. You see him playing off in cover three. He's got phenomenal football intelligence. The instincts that he has are outstanding. I think sometimes, Buck, we look at these guys and we're evaluating them. And yes, he had the, all the physical stuff, the height, the length, the speed, the athleticism, the fluidity. But this dude is football smart. And I think that's a combination of some natural instincts that he has. But you can tell this guy's putting in a lot of work as well. Putting in a lot of work, and I love the instincts. I actually love what the Jets have been able to do with their rookies. We talked about Brees Hall. To me, he reminded me of a young Le'Veon Bell when Le'Veon was in shape prior to coming to the Jets. Brees Hall can do all those things, a little RB1 wide receiver too. We saw that in his game. And then we saw Gardner making plays. Loved it. I had a chance to see the Houston Texans running back, Damian Pierce, absolutely punish the Jaguars running between the tackles. This is a guy that is a physical runner downhill hard nose finishes with very with with violence the kind of violence that you like when it comes to setting the tone look 99 yards on 26 carries so it's not a spectacular performance but what it was was a rock solid uh statement performance from a guy who is as tough as nails he set the tone for the texans is one of the reasons why they would get their first win 
on the road down in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. I, okay. No. Yeah. Okay. No, I was sorry. I was just trying to make sure I got the exact amount of tackles he broke on that 11 yard run down inside the 20, which felt like it was each. It felt like each and every one of the 11 Jaguars defenders had multiple shots on him on that run, uh, which I'm sure we'll see uh, again and again this week, but he's bull in the China shop type of dude. And that's one of those things that uh, Nick Casario and the, uh, the Texan scouting staff can hang their hat on. They found a good one there in Damian Pierce, and they've hit on a couple of young players as well. So uh, I think there's, there's better things in store for that Texans offense down the stretch. I'm going to get to another rookie here for the Buffalo Bills and Kyrie Elam, uh, the first-round draft pick, the corner out of Florida, who I think we all kind of liked um, for his ability, his potential once he got into the league. And the, and the Bills kind of sl- slow played him a little bit, even knowing that they were going to be without – um, Tredavious White to start this season, and we still haven't seen uh, Tredavious White yet. So I think Kyrie Elam's really done a nice job kind of ramping up his impact and his production for this Bills defense. Ten tackles, he got a pick in this game, got his hands on another football. Uh, I, I think that once Tredavious gets back rolling in there, you line him up there with Kyrie Elam, and you're going to have a real nice cornerback tandem, kind of like, you know, you go back uh, to, uh, gosh, it, I mean, I, I'm starting to think of who was out, who was there out, opposite of uh, Stefan Gilmore a few years ago. But um, like they've got some oh, potential it's, there. It's there. It, it, it was Tredavious White. Yeah, it was, I was starting to think it was both of them. But uh, Elam now gives them some real, a real chance to have a, a real nice one-two punch there at the cornerback spot. And for an already dominant team to get a guy like Tredavious White back here in a little bit, pretty good. Yeah, I think you can see they knew they had an offense that was going to be pretty dynamic a couple years ago, and you've seen the last couple years. Pass rushers and corners. You're going to be playing with the lead. That's all you need on the defensive Mm -hmm. side of the ball, and they have loaded up there. Brandon Bean's done a nice job. All right, favorite performances from week five. Let's rip through these quickly. I'm going to go Austin Eckler, uh, being at that game, calling that game for the Chargers broadcast. One of the best games of his career. 16 for a buck 73 on the ground. Maybe my favorite rushing touchdown that he's had in the five years I've been uh, calling their games. I mean, his ability to step in and out of the hole. He has a face mask. He spins off that, then carries somebody into the end zone. Right here's the face mask, and you'll see he gets contacted about the five-yard line. He's going to drag him into the end zone. I think that's Delpit, about four yards into the end zone. So an incredible play. Also had this one-handed catch on the ability to make people miss, set up blocks, and get in the end zone as a receiver. So just a phenomenal performance there from Austin Eckler, who the last two weeks has really found his groove. Yeah, he has found his groove, and it's one of the uh, things that we've been waiting for. The Chargers running and get on track. The other thing we've been waiting on, Minnesota, how are they going to feature Justin Jefferson, Kevin O'Connell? Well, he has found a way to unlock Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson had 12 catches on 13 targets, uh, over 150 yards, open, early, open, often, open, whenever they wanted to throw to him. He was always available. I love it, man. You talk about that kind of catch rate, 92%. DJ, you know I played basketball in high school. It kind of matched my free throw percentage. When you go to the line, you know you're going to knock him down. Whenever Kevin O'Connell calls a play for Justin Jefferson, it is going to be completed to number 18. He did a great job of finding a way to get it done. Yeah, I mean, it, it truly is one of those get your popcorn ready type of situations whenever you have, have the chance to sit and watch Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's a it's a work of art, and it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to see the way that they are using him for sure. Uh, speaking of usage, um, Tevin Coleman needs to build a house right next to Kyle Shanahan's. <laughs> Because we talk about fit, right? We talk about the ability to find a groove and a niche in a system. 
Tevin Coleman's best years as a pro, my Indiana Hoosier, Tevin Coleman, have come with Kyle Shanahan as the offensive play caller and in that system, whether it was in Atlanta uh, where he was slashing in that run game or now in a reunion with the 49ers coming back. He was one of their most productive receivers in this game. He had the first receiving touchdown to open the scoring for San Francisco from Jimmy Garoppolo. He caught a contested contested catch when he climbed the ladder to go up over a DB and catch a ball that Jimmy Garoppolo was essentially throwing up for grabs um, towards the end of the first half there and and then ends up with a rushing touchdown as well to kind of cap things off for the 49ers. So I had to give a little love uh, to my guy right there. But Tevin Coleman, man, when, when featured in the right way and in the right system, he is very difficult to stop. Bucky's got a decision every week. Which one, of the, which one of three options of oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's one of three. It's one of all IU players in the NFL. I mean, I appreciate the transparency. Two touchdowns. I mean, two touchdowns in a game. Come on, man. Yeah, love, big shots. Uh, all right. On Red. that note, we're going to take a little Red break. Lewis. We're going to come back and talk about the Saints, another team that Rhett followed growing up. So I'm sure he'll have some flowery things to say about them as well. We'll do that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. 
With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Let's go to New Orleans, guys, and uh, and Taysom Hill and his usage in this game against the uh, who are they playing? The Seattle Seahawks, correct? Uh, nine carries, a buck twelve, three touchdowns on the ground, had one through the air. Um, I give you my quick takeaway, and then I'll get to you on this one, uh, Buck. The long I watched all the the runs this morning, kind of watched the breakdown of that, and it's all the stuff that we've come accustomed to seeing with Taysom Hill back there. Uh, cool quarterback draw mixed in there as well, which I love seeing. Saw some QB power, um, some zone read, but the uh, the interesting takeaway to me is this long one right here. That is uh, that's Quandre Diggs, who at 5'9", 197 pounds, Taysom Hill just swatted away. Like a like one of those midges, like one of those bugs that I saw in Cleveland by the thousands on uh, on Sunday. It was uh, it was another reminder is what we've talked about on the on the pod for quite some time, which is man, if you have a a smaller DB, you're going to get put into the run game, and you're going to have a tough time getting guys like this on the ground. This is basically a a four four fullback, is what Taysom Hill is, Buck. Yeah, he's a 4-4 fullback, and I'm gonna say personally, I loved it. I love seeing Taysom Hill utilized in this role. This is the role that. I would envision for him. It allows the New Orleans Saints to get back to what they really are, which is a grounded pound team, going all the way back to the days when Sean Payton was a head coach and they were winning. Yes, they threw it around, but when it got down to it, they could run the football. Taysom Hill going over 100 yards to go with Alvin Kamara going over 100 yards. I believe the Saints might have found an identity. I think they can run the football at people and impose their will. It protects their defense, shortens the game and allows them to play big boy football. And when you look at the way the league is shaping up, particularly in the NFC, all the teams at the top can run the football. So you better be able to run the football and stop the run to be able to have a chance. The Saints were able to do that because of the style that they employed with Taysom Hill. Yeah, and I was just kind of sitting back watching that performance, uh, just marveling at my uh, fantasy football managerial skills. I mean, that was, I mean, I got to toot my own horn. That was the <laughs> biggest, um, that was the, the yeah. biggest and best same day transaction pickup of a player after Logan Thomas and Dawson Knox were both ruled out at tight end. The fact that I got to play Taysom Mill at tight end, man. Um, but no, but, but on, on the serious note, where was like, where has this been? Like we spent so long trying to pump yeah. Taysom Hill up as a potential quarterback in the league when everyone has known like this is where he is at his best when he is yes. a, another option in the offensive playbook, not like the guy that is in charge of everything and trying to run the show, let him do what he does best. Like we, I mean, like three years ago, Taysom Hill was unstoppable in these types of roles. And it just felt like the last two years, I know he's banged up a lot um, as well in the last couple of years, but I just like, why are we overthinking it? Like this is where he's at his best, put him in in the best spot to make plays. And clearly Pete Carmichael did that uh, for the Saints this week, and it paid off in dividend, like in in a big way. Four total touchdowns. Now, now, can they replicate it? Right? Can they find that consistency when Jameis Winston comes back? Can you still find ways to use Taysom Hill like that? So that's something I'll be watching for. Yeah. No, we'll see what they do going forward. But that sure was a dominant performance from Taysom Hill, and that Saints offense pretty dynamic. 
uh, with him in that role. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it for today. This has been a, a fun one. A lot of ground to cover. Again, the surprise uh, firing midseason of Matt Rule. What do the Carolina Panthers do? We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the week, what their next moves uh, might look like. But appreciate you guys hanging with us. Appreciate you watching. Move the sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.